Hey friends, it's Jana and Ashley. Welcome back to Season 4 of the Geek Girls Universe podcast, your home for the latest entertainment and fandom news. Hey friends, it's Ashley. Welcome back to the Geek Girls Universe. Today we talk to Leah Wolchuk, the co-director of the new documentary, Judy Bloom Forever, which debuts April 21st exclusively on Amazon Prime. Before we get started, if you're new here or haven't already, we'd love it if you subscribe, leave us a rating wherever you're listening from. It helps our podcast reach other geeks and the more the geekier, right? We also have a Facebook group, Geek Girls Universe. You don't need to be a girl to join, only a geek. The radical honesty of the books by trailblazing author Judy Bloom changed the way millions of adolescent readers understood themselves, their sexuality, and what it meant to grow up but also led to critical battles against book banning and censorship. With humor, sensitivity, and a healthy dose of adolescent cringe, Judy Bloom Forever tells the story of the woman whose trailblazing books changed the way millions of readers understand themselves, their sexuality, and what it means to grow up. So Leo was lovely, and Jana was telling me before we hit record that she actually has a story that not only Leo would have appreciated if we had had a little bit of extra time with her, but that Judy herself, I'm sure, would equally want to chat about. So now I think oh. you need to share with everybody else. <laughs> so For they're not sure. like wet. <laughs> like it, there were some moments in that documentary where I was just like, yes, go Judy. But also like in, you know, growing up in, you know, 70s and 80s is, you know, kind of that time frame of like coming of age. And even today to, to a degree, right? Like these books are still highly relevant book bans aside for whatever the reason, just we, they talk about it in the documentary, right. But like the act of, you know, masturbation, you know, is it's okay for boys, but it's not okay for girls, right? Like whatever the issue is surrounding that we, <laughs> there's a reason, you know, in Europe, the uh, Brits sent us here because we're the Puritans and the, you know, criminals got sent to Australia, but yeah, when I was in fifth grade, I went to a, pri- I mean, it's right. It's true. And we're still battling those things like all these years later. Right. <laughs> but I grew up in an elementary school that was on a college campus. I remember legit one day, like there were probably like 15 or 20 of us in our class and we were on the playground. And because it's on a college campus, you can imagine the things that we probably were exposed to that we, you know, would not have been. Had Wait, that explains so much. It really does. It really does. But so I was, you know, so fifth grade, <laughs> you're, you're 11-ish, right? 10, 11, depending on when your birthday is. So they're legit was this day we're on the playground and some kids saw a prophylactic Okay. So fast forward to, I am one of only two children in the class who have no idea what this is. You know, we're telling our parents this story. I'm sure every kid went home and told their parents about what happened on the playground that day. Right. Right. And my parents are like, okay, great. You know, whatever. I'm sure they had it. To be honest, I don't remember what the exact outcome of that conversation was other than just being embarrassed that I was one of the only kids who had no idea what it was because of course you get made fun of which also I didn't really understand why it was a big deal that I didn't know. And my parents were like, yeah, it does not matter that you don't know. But fast forward to, we also, because we're on a college campus, our library, there's a little one in our school, but we go to the college library on a regular basis, which has kids books, but also has access to pick a college physics book if that's what you want to read that day. Well, I apparently one week picked a book on all about your body. And it was not the, are you there? God, it's me, Margaret book. It was like an actual, these are the things your body does for you at a <laughs> like, like 
college biology level, right? Like an anatomy book. Yeah. Totally. And totally like a college anatomy book. So the librarian called my mother to tell her what I had borrowed. And my mother was like, and (laughs) okay, thanks for letting me know my child borrowed like an appropriate book. I mean, I didn't borrow a book that was like crazy. It wasn't above my reading level. It was literally just this is your body and how it works kind of thing. This was pre-American Girl Doll has books about, you know, yes, yes. what your body does and, you know, teaches you things on a little bit more like down low level. But my mom was like legit just, and your problem with that is kind of like, why are you ratting out my kid for borrowing a book that is just normal anatomy? And you've met my mother who is a little on the harsh side sometimes, but also very conservative. So the fact that my conservative mother had no problem with me borrowing a book that was like, hey, learn about your body says a lot about how kids should behave as normal kids exactly in the 80s. So I feel like Judy Bloom would have been proud of me for going to the library and borrowing a book about how my body works. <laughs> she 100% would have been proud of you. And she would have been proud of your mom's response to that. Absolutely. Story. You know, I mean, I didn't go, hey, mom, tell me about you know, what's on this page in, you know, the middle (laughs) of the book. But I also apparently knew because I'd already, you know, borrowed a book from the library, but that's neither here nor there. So yeah. Yep. That's my, uh, apparently I was, yeah, I apparently was, you know, way advanced for my time. I knew how to like get that information because as a smart kid. Yeah. I mean, I'm not surprised. I don't, I don't have a particular story like that because I just kind of read everything. And my great aunt was a school teacher. So I was reading books well beyond my grade level for as long as I can remember. So it just never was a thing. (laughs) I wasn't monitored as a child. So they didn't know what I was reading or watching, but that's a podcast for another day. (laughs) We had access to HBO when I was little. And that's all I'm going to say. So we also had access to HBO, although we weren't really, I mean, I should take, I should clarify. We had HBO. You weren't supposed to be watching it? Correct. 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 (laughs) HBO after hours was one of those things where sometimes my sister and I would leave the door open a crack and we'd lean over the edge of the bed and try to see what was happening. And 100% we're not supposed to be watching HBO. I mean, should anybody be watching HBO after hours? Because let's be real. <laughs> I mean, back in the day, absolutely not. Like as an adult now thinking back, I'm like, oh, no, that wasn't that wasn't good for anybody. <laughs> it didn't no. matter. I, I distinctly remember times where like my parents would come down the hallway and if they saw our little faces like at the end of the bed, peering out the door, that door would get shut. Like my sister and I had. <laughs> you can't see it because you know, we don't do this as a visual, but Ashley and I watch each other when we're recording because it's more fun that way. And now she's got her face up against her, you know, hand or, or her hands up against her face, making that little like I'm peering through a doorway face, which is why I'm laughing so hard because I'm like, yes, exactly. That that's the look of, you know, here these little eyes peering, whatever. Oh, my goodness. Yep. It was totally that just, we would both, we had bunk beds and my sister and I would lean at the very edge and we put our faces over the, over the edge of the bunk bed and we'd peer through the door 
that had to be cracked just ever so slightly because if it was too big, you knew they knew full well what was happening. But if it was just a little bit, it was like, oh, you just didn't quite shut the door all the way or you were letting a little light in. But oh, yes, if it was open too far, they knew full well it was like you were trying to watch what's on TV. (laughs) Dead. Well, anyways, this documentary, everybody can watch. 100%. Um, I will say there's some, I'll give you some trigger warnings. They read some letters, um, as you know, with any children's author. I mean, I know I wrote to several authors when I was little. There's a lot of people that have corresponded with Judy and children that corresponded with Judy and they read some of these letters and some of them are very, these kids went through a lot and they really just felt like Judy was the only person they could talk to about some very serious things. So there's Which definitely is some... brilliant and heartbreaking at the same time that these yes. kids felt the only person they could reach out to about some of these super traumatic things was the author of a children's book that they felt yeah. like they were closer to than anybody in their actual real lives. Mm-hmm. So definitely be prepared. Like maybe get a, if you've had a traumatic childhood, I would suggest the box of <laughs> tissues mm-hmm. <laughs> for your viewing. I know I warned Jana ahead of time because I <laughs> watched lost it first a parent grab some tissues if you've you know been in an unsafe situation grab some tissues mm-hmm. so yeah but other than that I mean I learned a lot about Judy Bloom that I didn't necessarily know I knew the like dear god are you there it's me Margaret that book and I knew like the fudge books and the fourth grade, nothing like those types of books, but I didn't know uh, any of her other ones that she wrote more for high school. Like she was the YA author before there were YA authors. Mm-hmm. And now yeah. like we jokingly were talking about her YA books look like, <laughs> like kid, kitty, like chastity <laughs> books compared to what's listed as YA now. I read YA, so I can say this where I'm like, nope, mm-hmm. this well, is not. <laughs> and Ashley full on at my house one time busted my kid reading, you know, my, my kids will be like, oh, I want to buy this book. And I have a, you know, full disclosure, I have a child who has a reading disability. So if I can get my kid to read anything, I would be like, great. I mean, short of like straight up being like, I bought this out of the P-O-R-N section. I would be like, great, order a book. I don't care. So fast forward to some of these (laughs) YA books are, I mean, we've all, you know, heard of Bridgerton, whether you've watched it or not, you're probably familiar. Okay. So a lot of these books are very on that same level, right? And spicy, 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 marketed as YA. So like, if you don't really know or you just go, oh, great, it's YA, oh, you know, and really as a YA book marketed and pushed towards that high school age level, you go, okay, great, you have a reading disability, you want to read, awesome, buy that book. Well, when you have friends that also read YA books, and they happen to see or know that your kid's very excited about a TV show that's coming out based on a YA novel, you end up in these really interesting conversations where you discover that you're at the time, was she 15 or 16, Ashley? <laughs> yeah, was I think reading, like 15 or 16. Mm-hmm, reading the same book that Ashley happened to know full well had some things that were maybe not content appropriate for that age group. Boy, was that a expression on her face when she knew she'd been busted. But <laughs> yeah, so uh, Judy Bloom looks so tame <laughs> compared to anything that's being marketed these days. For I mean, Judy adult. Bloom doesn't have 
stuff happening in the fairy realm. So, I mean, just so true. So true. <laughs> but yes, anyways, Judy Bloom. Actually, I, it kind of makes me want to go find out, find, find out, search out, search out. Gosh, man, what is it about today? Like I, my brain is just, <laughs> actually, I know what it is. I got up early yesterday to watch Mando. And then I was out late last night because Disney's Aladdin is at the National Theater here in D.C. So I was up late watching Aladdin. And then, yeah, so sorry about all of that. It's fine now. I mean, I'm I'm very similar today, so it's it's all good. And I didn't feel bad. Yeah, Leah seemed Leah a was like, the same way. Like, it was really just, early there. I think she was discombobulated. She'd just done a live interview. Her co-director, like at the last minute, wasn't able to make things. So she had to do the whole thing on her own. I, you know, whatever. It is what it is. Yes. So, yeah. But anyways, I learned a lot. It makes me want to seek out. There we go. That is the words I was looking for. Seek out the other Judy Bloom books. I found the word. Especially Maybe. forever, right? You're going to go to page 85 and look for Ralph. <laughs> uh, I'm going to tell you though, because I read YA now, I'm going to be like, oh, this is. You were like, nice. what's so big about this? Whatever. <laughs> I'm going to be like, oh, that's, that's nice. <laughs> oh, this is really, this is just lovely and tame. <laughs> so, yes. Out on the 21st. Yep. Exclusively on Amazon Prime. And yeah, it's actually, yeah, it is. It's a very interesting documentary. I feel like even if you know things about Judy Bloom, you're going to be fascinated by the things that you'll learn because there are probably things in there you just didn't know. Hi, Leah. It's so nice to meet you. Thank you for taking time to chat with us today. What was it like working with the legend Judy Bloom? Was there anything you learned about Judy or her story that surprised you along the way? Yes, um, a few things actually, but I think one of the most touching parts of Judy's story is the depth of her connection to her readers that you can see through the letters that kids sent to her and the letters that she sent back. I mean, all authors who write for kids get fan mail from kids, What's different is that the letters that Judy received were kids pouring their hearts out to her about everything. They felt like she was the only adult that could understand them. No one else in their life could they talk about these really private things with, but Judy Bloom would somehow understand. So they would, so kids reached out to her about everything from, you know, problems with their friends or their family or their teachers to really serious issues they were having at home. Um, eating disorders, depression, suicidal thoughts, sexual abuse, incest. And Judy wrote back when she received a letter from a child who was really in pain and who really needed support, she wrote back. And some of them she corresponded with for decades. So getting to know two of the women that wrote to Judy from the time they were young girls through today, that was one of the most unexpected and extraordinary parts of making this film. It was very touching. Thank you. As a fan of Judy Bloom and having grown up with the books, the inclusion of material and stories from books such as Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret, and Forever feels highly relevant still in 2023. Why did you feel this was important to include? 
We always wanted the film to be a coming of age story of Judy as a writer, but also of the characters within Judy's books and of her readers. So we wanted to choose books that reflected different parts of a human life. So we wanted a book that would you know, represent childhood, a book that would represent that time of being on the cusp of adolescence. That's Are You There, God, It's Me, Margaret, which is Judy's sweet spot, the cusp. A book about adolescence, um, Deanie and Forever are both sort of in that category. And then books that were, had, you know, robust adult characters that Judy wrote when she was more developed as a writer and sort of delved into the more adult um, adult experience, <clears throat> excuse me. But so it's crazy that in Florida that there's a bill before the state legislature that kids in elementary school cannot learn about their bodies, cannot talk about their bodies, cannot learn about health education, sex education. is outrageous to think that Judy wrote Are You There, God, It's Me, Margaret in 1970, more than 50 years ago, when it was seen as controversial. Okay, you can sort of accept that was controversial 50 years ago, but to think that kids are not gonna be able to talk about their own bodies, something that's very natural and normal and happens to 50% of the population, having, you know, having your period, um, it's it, it's it is outrageous um and i think are you there god it's me margaret changed her life forever because that was the book that brought her her first readers her first letters um and i think she really accessed her truest self and found that found her voice through that book forever <laughs> and forever the main character catherine goes to planned parenthood that was groundbreaking in 1975 when the book came out. I mean, Roe, let's see, Roe was 1973, right? So it was just two years after the Supreme Court validated Roe v. Wade, you know, validated the right to an abortion. And here we are, supposed to be celebrating the 50th anniversary of Roe v. Wade. And instead, we are all devastated that women's bodily autonomy is being challenged in, in such a dramatic and um, I keep using the word outrageous because I am so outraged by, we are all on the filmmaking team so outraged. So to think that a book about two teenagers who decide to have safe, loving sex, eight, they're 18 years old and they are having a safe, loving relationship exploring their bodies in that way um, is controversial again. I mean, I grew up in Jacksonville, Florida in Duval County, in the county right next to mine, St. John's County, which is where Ron DeSantis is from, forever was just banned again. So it was really important for us to include those books, not only as part of Judy's progression as a writer and as you know this coming of age story of her characters, but also because those two books representing like a girl going through puberty and teenagers having responsible sex uh, were really important to us. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Geek Girls Universe podcast. And as always, if you have something to share, tag us on Twitter at Whiskey and Sunshine and that Ashley Aaron. Until next time, geeks. Bye.